Hey guys, and welcome to the latest in the Sleepy Talk podcast. Today we're going to be talking about... Walk on when you die. Or after you die. When when you die, after you die. Something, yeah, just something <laughs> that involves walk on, so uh, Luke didn't want to say it. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know. Uh, so we're going to be talking about um, sort of different theories on what happens when you die, after you die... Uh, we'll be covering everything from worms to Jesus. So, there's going to be a lot of tangents. So, as you sort of know, we're joined with uh, with that guy. Yep. Ryan. Dreadsmanko. And, um, and, and Steve. <laughs> Stevie boy. Stevie Wonder. Hello. Uh, hello. So, um, well, what happens after you die? Ryan. What happens after you die? Nobody knows. It's impossible to know. We all have to, if you need an answer, come up with your own or take on an answer somebody's laid out for you, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Steve, yeah. what happens after you die? Uh, I believe nothing, but that's me. Okay, okay. So I did I did do a tiny, 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 tiny bit of research. Um what I was wanting to do for this sort of podcast was have like loads of discussions on stuff that we've sort of collected over our times and our experiences just to see sort of where we all sort of lie when it comes to this. But um, there's a there's a few mainly Americans um, that have, have died on either the operating table or had a cardiac arrest and then been brought back to life um, or resuscitated, blah, 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 whichever one you want to say. Um, there's quite a few that say that they go towards a light, but then blackness surrounds them. It's like trying to grab them and go and like pull them into the darkness. Okay. So it's a freaky one, but this seems to steer people towards certain faiths. So I know with one, he said um, he knew full well that it was the devil that was dragging him back into the darkness for eternal torture. Um, and that the light was uh, either an angel or, or heaven or, you know, God, Jesus, whichever deity he thought was going to save him. Um, and then he got resuscitated. So he, he's now a devout Christian, devout, devout, whichever one you want to say, um, just from this experience. So um, I don't know if you've got any thoughts on that. Maybe the light was them trying to bring him back to life, not an angel. Could well be. Could well be. Mm. Could I be mean, the dot. That bright light could just be those hospital lights. They're quite bright, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could so be the, bring him the, back. the darkness could have been like his energy running out. Obviously, <clears throat> we know well, that energy I've can't actually, be... Um... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt there. I was trying to do my sneaky thing where I sneak in, but you was leading on to something, so I'll wait. No, go on, go on. Okay, I was going to say, I've, um, as far as I'm aware, right, this is going to sound odd, right, but as far as I'm aware, I've died. Um, Like, diabetes and me didn't get on too good when I was younger. I was diagnosed at 10, at like 14 stone, due to round juice fruit pastels every day. And uh, found it hard to to pack them pack them in, and in and out hospital uh, countless times growing up. And as obviously, I don't know what happened. All I remember is is waking up in hospital. Um, apparently, they had to like bring me back at one point. I, I remember throwing a fit, saying I'm not going in the ambulance because that's what I was like as a kid when I was mm. taking a downturn diabetes. Next thing I wake <laughs> up in hospital. Uh, my mom's my mom's in tears. Uh, every doctors and every nurses and whatnot are all rushing in and prodding me and doing all the. I don't know if anyone's been in any sort of intensive care sort of place in a hospital, but you wake up and they tend to do all sorts to you um, medically, of course. Um, yeah, uh, and I remember just feeling like I've been asleep for a very long time, like I've had the most amazing sort of quality of sleep I've ever had in my life. But somehow I'm still tired, if that makes any sense. Makes sense, yeah. That is the best way I can describe it, um, I found to describe it whenever telling that story in the past. 
Right, yeah, got a question to that. Go on. Before that all happened, can you remember what happened prior to it? Like, within minutes or seconds, however long before that? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a bit problematic because I, I like to talk and a lot of it's irrelevant. Um, but I didn't, I didn't, like, quite understand how serious diabetes was as a kid. So whenever my sugars were like, uh, it's it's called DKA diabetes diabetic, DKA is short for something that happens when basically the body starts producing these things that will kill you. You've got too much of them in your blood when you're a diabetic, and I pretty much like lived in that state as a kid because I refused to accept that like you know diabetes was really a thing because I'm still waking up, I'm still doing my stuff, but it's not until these types of experiences that i i begun and this was this was i was probably like what well, i'd say about 14 when this happened um but i remember the um not being well at all knowing it was a diabetes my parents like you know effing and blinding at me about we need to get to the hospital because they would have to take me and blah 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 um and i was like nope not happening uh no actually nah i was over 16 i must have been over 16 because i was playing the whole you can't make me do anything i'm over 16 nah, nah, nah got to the point where I'm in and out of consciousness at one point I remember waking up and there's two paramedics in my bedroom my absolute pig shit style of a fucking bedroom and they've, they've wired me up to drips and all sorts in my bedroom because I've refused to go and every time they've tried to move me I've sort of like started kicking and thrashing and stuff I, um, wow. but apparently that's 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 um, a thing with, with diabetes when you it's not controlled well when you're having these sort of bad spells whether they're self-caused or not um, your mood uh, you become very aggressive. It's it's a it's a thing. Um, that's why sometimes you get mistaken when your sugars are low for being drunk and and, and whatnot, because your behaviours are very similar to somebody that's drunk or, or just in, incredibly angry and not able to be sort of coherent. If that makes sense. And I, I yeah, did that a lot that as makes a kid. sense. Yeah, yeah, I did that a lot as a kid. Um, so uh, you know, um, without getting to tiny violins, it's something you struggle to sort of really comprehend and then accept at 10 years old when you didn't even know what it was before um but yeah it led me into hospital um and like i say all i remember is waking up in that familiar surrounding because i've been in many times before the nurses knew me by name by this point and would just recognize me on site um but for, the, for some reason this time just waking up there i said woken up there many times before like i say this time just felt very sort of unnerving like I knew something had happened I'd missed something but I didn't know what and obviously I felt incredibly tired but at the same time like I'd been maybe it's some sort of medication or something they'd given me I don't know that was making me feel like I'd been um like you know in a really like I don't know if you've ever had a really really good night's sleep and you just wake up and you know that's a good night's sleep felt like that but like times 10 but at the same time, I just didn't want to move. Like, I just have no energy. Hmm. No, no, I understand. Um, the yeah. only reason I were asking was, um, I didn't nearly die, but I got run over. Uh, went over the car. And in the process of that happening, now they say the world flashes before your eyes. Hmm. I had that sort of experience. So everything went into slow motion. And it was like a very quick the whole of my life that I could remember straight there in front of me and then I would just lay down on the floor I wondered if you had anything like that with possibly actually being dead no um, I think that's um, I don't know like with it getting uh, in terms of like what happened to me all I remember is refusing to go anywhere in my bedroom and then waking up in hospital there was no like there was no nothing mystical or anything in between that as far as i know it was like from one frame to the next um yeah yeah. whereas mine were Mm. more like 10 frames but super slow motion and fitting a lot of information into that one thing like i say i I didn't nearly die anything like that i were completely fine so you got hit by a car yeah yeah car well mx5 doing 30 odd mile an hour it was this where how was you on the pavement was you crossing a um, road i was crossing a road he ran a red light right uh, i went straight over the car 
like I say, I felt it hit me. I went over the car as I was, I could still see everything. As I was spinning, everything was just like super slow, like point. I don't know. It was just slow. So, but in what? in in the process of that happening, hmm. past say ten years of my life, just like that, straight, just remembered everything. So you... I think. So go ahead. Yeah, I'm gonna say I've I've tried to jump in about six times. <laughs> you two just keep oh, talking. It's your podcast. You get all the glory. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's my podcast. Shut the fuck. <laughs> um. No, so what I think happens with um, how Steve just described it, how everything goes um, really slow motion and he starts seeing everything from his life. Um, the thing or the theory that I have on that um, is that you have such a quick adrenaline dump because it's a situation that you're not used to at all. Nobody like gets used to being hit by a car. Um, and because it's such a new experience that your brain goes into overdrive trying to um, think of a situation that you've experienced that in before and how to get out of it. So it's almost like... Uh, it's just trying uh, to grab any information that yeah. might be there and it's just throwing it yeah. around in hopes of finding It's like right a bit. stimulus response on how do I survive this? How do I, you know, stop this attack? Because obviously your, your brain, as much as it's smart, it... Like, your brain obviously knows what a car is because you know what a car is. But in a sort of more primal instinct of where you have an adrenaline dump, you remember things like, you know, if you'd had any, like... You're not yourself in those situations. You're not yourself in those yeah. situations. Or your whole you ego, go primal. Your whole, everything about you is just gone for those moments. It's nothing yeah. but primal neuro instinct. pathways. Yeah. Um, so adrenaline. at that point, yeah, your your brain is trying to think of a situation that it's been in this situation before, and how to get out of it. Um, and I believe that's what it is when uh, people have like their their whole life flash before their eyes is just a huge dump of whatever chemicals in your brain and adrenaline and whatever trying to recall... figure out a way to survive. Sorry, do you recall any any of the moments that flashed? to you not specifically it was all that quick it was like my whole life fast forward certain bits stood out nothing important just conversations or that sort of stuff me doing you could like pinpoint um, times that were flashed back to you yeah yeah and when you think back to this one's um, a bit different. Um, when you think back to the actual accident, do you think in the first person or are you observing yourself in that situation? Observing. It's funny that. That's weird because mm. I've been hit by a car and every time I cast my mind back, I'm always watching from the side of the road. But I was in the middle of the road. Um, um, mine's it's, slightly different. It's not from the side; it's from above. Yeah, from a higher angle. Yeah, yeah. Mine's a slightly yeah, higher yeah. angle. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's from like I was hit on a zebra crossing. Uh, I ran out across the zebra crossing with no. I'd run out of a shop and bang outside the shop. Zebra crossing bolted across. What it. did you steal? Nothing. It was just a local <laughs> shop. It was a local shop. I was there with my sister and uh, my brother. Um, what did they steal? <laughs> nothing. It was just something I did. Uh, it was just something I even recall now. It was just something I always did because I was at age. I think I was six. And mm. it's a zebra crossing. You're invincible on a zebra crossing. Cars can't touch you on a zebra crossing because they have to stop. Well, they have to try. Um, yeah. And that's yeah, exactly that's it. So, technically I, speaking, they only have to try and stop when you're on the crossing. Well, I was hit on the crossing, so I must have yeah. been on the crossing. But yeah, yeah. But like, I even, even, I have to admit, like, they, I, they didn't stand a chance stopping and from hitting mm. me. Um, but yeah, it's always mad when I think back. Um, like the moment after I'm here, and I sort of like am, am, am becoming, you know, aware. I'm, I'm, I wasn't knocked unconscious or anything, so I, I was, I was picked back up. But every time I think back, I always think back from a third person until the very instant the car hit me. And then from that instant, it's first person. It's it's really funny you say that. So I haven't been run over. I have been hit by a car, but um, it's really pathetic compared to your two stories. 
but um i was uh doing a, a walk expedition thing for i think it was duke of edinburgh um we ended up having to go onto a uh a road weren't duke of edinburgh sorry it was in college uh when i was doing public services um so we ended up having to go on this really long walk and on the way back we had to go on the actual road and there was a giant wall to sort of like the right there wasn't a path but as you know when you're walking on a road and not on a path you have to uh, face oncoming traffic uh, that's just the highway code in the uk yep. i don't know what it is in anywhere else but you have to face oncoming traffic the problem was is that this wall was that high and it was on a bend so it was basically a blind corner now i wasn't at the front at this i was like at the back but not the last person sort of thing on this walk um this sort of little japanese style van you know the ones that the side doors open up and some people just leave them open while they're driving so the tiki vans yeah 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 yeah. so the wing mirror hit me in the shoulder and then the open door hit me on the hand and it sort of spun me and i sort of fell on the floor and everybody came over to see if i was all right and then they all laughed because i was fine and it just made a really loud noise you know um but up until the point where i spin round, i'm looking at myself from behind the wall as if a wall doesn't exist so my memory of it is observing it from behind myself so yeah yeah very similar um yeah perception but obviously not not really as uh this is all leading up to I was going to say, this is quite interesting what's happened here because this was supposed to be a, like, about like what well, going after you die, innit? Um, <laughs> in all it. we've come up to so far, innit? Um, you like it. Like, you, you like the innits, don't you, bro? Uh, yeah, it does. Yeah, it gets wet for innits. Um, all it's been so far is like the run well, Again, we don't know what happens after, so I suppose that's the best we could do, but it's just been stories of the run-up to death and, and, and what that's... Could call it Close Encounters. Like. Yeah, I mean, I mean the to your brain kind. and to your body at the time, <laughs> as far as it knows, it knows no, it knows no better though, does it? The way your brain's reacting in those moments, as far as it knows, you are about to die, regardless of whether or not you do. It no, has no. to know that. So, do you weird, think your brain puts that in so adds a memory because there's there's no way that it's important that your brain remembers something up until you have the accident. You, your brain doesn't really remember crossing a road. Like you said for the zebra crossing, Ryan, mm. you did that every time you came out of that shop. Yeah. So at that point, you're in ghost mode or autopilot. Yeah. You've done that that many times over and over again that you don't even think that you're doing it. Mm. Um, I don't know whether Steve will have the same thing as what I do. When I used to drive to, because we, we don't drive anymore because we're in lockdown. Um, when I used to drive to workshop where I worked, um, I used to forget half my journey. It was only up until something had changed that I sort of remembered that I was driving. If that makes any sense, it's not yeah, that yeah. I've fallen no, asleep. It, 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 it just, just makes sense. I'm just on autopilot, um, and you know, uh, it's it's amazing because you go you go past like roundabouts and things like that. Um, and traffic lights and crossroads and whatnot, and you just don't think. You, it's muscle there's, memory, there's no thought it? process, but yeah. it's like at a mad scale. Yeah, yeah, but you, you've you've navigated yourself there. Fine. There's been no change to the stimulus, other than probably like different coloured cars. But that's not really a problem to your brain or your receptors. Is a different colour car because every time you drive, you see different cars. Um, mm. it's only if like there's a car that's broken down or there's somebody jumps out in front of you in the road which i've had happen to me i was in an mx5 he was little and albino and um he went flying over the roof don't you, what? wait 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 wait, wait, <laughs> no, wait i'm joking you've got me in this story i'm like what you hit no. a kid albino wait what did he say that did i Steve? think he said that like <laughs> no um <laughs> no, I had to, there was a little kid that ran out in front of me. She, the bus that was in front of me, um, was pulling in, and I think she was late for a bus. So this kid, she must have been like thirteen, fourteen, you know, senior school. Um, she ran straight in front of my car, and that MX five was um, just. It was thankful it was such a light car because the brakes that you get from, unless you upgrade the brakes, are not the best brakes in the world. 
Um, so I slid for a little bit, but luckily she was fine and she didn't even apologize. Like I pipped, slammed my brakes on. She didn't even look. She had just had a red phone. She saw the bus. bus. She just saw the bus go past and she just darted out in front of the in front. And I was literally, it's a good job I weren't tailgating this bus because she'd, well, mind you, she'd have probably ran into my wheel rather than anything. But, um, no, it was, it was just mad. But things like that, you then remember, oh, my God, I've gotten to this part. You know? Yeah, and then So the middle of the journey... Yeah, the middle of the journey is autopilot, especially when you've done it enough. Um, we've gone off on such a tangent. Bob, just let her carry on. <laughs> just carry on. <laughs> carry on. Just at least finish your point, for God's sake. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so we have autopilot. Um, so realistically, that's why I think... And that's my current theory. I've done a lot of theories today um, of why we see ourselves in the third person when something like this happens. Because that's um, pretty much what our brain's doing to try and analyze and figure it out. Adding memories. Yeah. Because it doesn't need to remember the things that you do repeatedly. Yeah. It's already got that, that yeah. uh, jigsaw puzzle. So It's mad though, isn't it? Like, how could you see yeah. it in the third person when you didn't know if that's what it looked like? Mm. It's crazy. <sighs> definitely brain making that part up mm. it yeah. knows we're surrounding it knows what we're there mm. mm-hmm. that's what that is well um just to inject a little bit of humor the person that ran me over was actually blind in one eye and had one leg shorter than the other i am not shitting you they shouldn't wow. have been driving obviously trying they to were... hold in a laugh yeah, it's like I got run over by a half-blind peg leg. Like it's not even. <laughs> That's legitimately what happened. They got. They well, if it makes like... you feel any better, Ryan, the person that ran me over was an ex-traffic cop. Oh wow, <laughs> just, Jesus! Just retired. Oh. Um, I just can see retired. retired. Yeah, just retired. Gone bought a brand new car, and he was concentrating <laughs> on the road everywhere else because he didn't want to damage it and hit me. <laughs> you are pretty small though Steve I'm surprised he could see you I was even smaller at 15 yeah <laughs> he's only about 4 foot tall you know oh, yeah I, I look like one of my kids about 4 or 5 years old that's <laughs> what sort of height I were at that age mm. <laughs> you still look like one of your kids now to be fair hey he's 13 <laughs> he's nearly taller than me Let's get he over looks it. like one of your kids Luke what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> so, and that's it for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, um, does anybody what's 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 I review or two's view on or belief, if anything? Like, I think Steve, you said nothing happens. You believe nothing. Yeah, so. I've, I don't want it to be nothing because mm. mm. I don't want to just exist in nothing after. But I don't think there is anything. I think oxymoron's the word, isn't it? Exist in nothing. You want something to be there, but you 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 believe nothing is yeah. there. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Okay. I really that's like the Avatar odd. theory. What's that one? So I don't know. Go on. So you know, in Avatar the film, not the anime, but the actual um, yeah yeah, yeah James yeah, Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, the yeah, Navi's people. the Navi people. Oh, thinking um, anime. Yeah, I, I realised that I'm in a podcast with Weeb, so I should specify. Um, so you know how they... Um, I've forgotten the tree god that they worship or whatever, but everything in sort of the Avatar planet is um, all interconnected. they got them bendy-wendy, squiggly uh, cables that they attach to each other and stuff, don't they? Um, but then they attach it to the uh the tree and when that chick is dying uh what's her name oh the one who's like famous for being an alien i haven't seen oh the uh scientist yeah the 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 woman science lady let's refer to yeah, her. the original yeah, science alien lady. yeah i know exactly what you mean but i don't know her name Oh, people are gonna shit on us if we don't if we don't get that. Let me uh, Google it. Okay, get it googled. Alien, alien, alien. Uh, directed by Ridley Scott. Uh, cast. No, I don't want that. What? 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 
Is it Sigourney Weaver? It is Sigourney Weaver. That's it, yeah, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. I just checked Sigourney her Weaver. avatar. Yeah. yeah, so when Sigourney Weaver dies, uh, they put her in front of this tree and um, they were going to transfer her into her avatar. Okay. That's right, yeah. Um, she died before that could happen, but they said that she'd gone to live with the tree god. And that was sort of like, so her sort of path through was her consciousness went back into sort of like nature with this tree god, goddess, deity, whatever. The life whatever. stream from Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, yeah it'd be, uh, yeah. It'd be a life tree, isn't it? Yeah, the life tree. Um, and that, that, was, that was it. And that's their sort of deity, religion, you know, faith. Um so obviously when the main character then decides that he doesn't want to be a cripple anymore and wants to be put back into his uh, put into his avatar permanently after they've finished the fight and sent the the nasty humans away um he goes through sees this life tree deity thing and then wakes up in his avatar obviously Sigourney Weaver didn't get that chance because she died before the process could be complete or she was too far gone etc etc not really important but I like the theory that we go back into nature and it's like mother nature that's the I think the actual that's, yeah, it's god like, um, it's like Buddhism that is it Buddhism sort of thing I think it's Buddhism, Buddhism reincarnation, where you, you, isn't it? yeah reincarnation you where you come back as another being based yeah. on how good a life you led i mean, i that that is um probably my that's a physical sort of afterlife i imagine mm-hmm. because that it makes it makes sense like we die and we bury our dead um and then we return to the earth we then nourish the earth to grow new things perhaps some of you say if a, a plant is grown from some of the soil that your corpse has nourished somehow is any part of you then in that tree mm. i mean it, you know um it's the consciousness in it that we don't quite we quite uh understand or, or get in that theory if we could sort of place our consciousness in things grown from the earth i did say that would be a widely accepted sort of standard belief of what happens after you die so haven't we ruined that then already what do you mean we're buried in caskets that last oh yeah lifetimes. yeah lost, yeah, yeah, yeah um i mean we don't any, actually go back into the earth this is um something that we've yeah we've 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 effed up on even when you burn each other like you still can return to the earth and and, and help grow new life oh, oh yeah but how earth. how many people when they're burnt just go into a Shell basically earn, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, no chance of doing anything, man. Of course, yeah, sat there on your your fireplace. So weird, uh, in my opinion. Sorry, um, I'm sure there's biodegradable um caskets now, and you can have like plants planted in you or on you. They probably, Uh, I know, I know there's a urn one which you can do that way, it comes with a tree sapling. Mm. I mean, the way I look at it is, is the way that nature would have dictated it. I mean, death is a part of nature just can't avoid it um and nature never would have intended for us to put ourselves in caskets especially not like the type that we do with all metal and stuff on them anyway geez maybe nature just have us laid there for everyone yeah maybe buried maybe buried i mean you see uh wild animals like bury the dead so Mm -hmm. i i don't understand why that we wouldn't perhaps you know practice that as well if it that seems to me like something that nature would have uh sort of instilled in us to bury our dead um, or burn them. I feel that's something that would have came to us naturally, but building boxes to put them in and all the ceremony that goes along with it as well is something that's completely man-made and gets in the way of of that cycle. That perhaps, mm. it makes sense for that cycle to, to be, isn't it really? I mean, it's what happens in all our parts of nature pretty much other than where man um, gets involved. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, but yeah, I mean, I've kind of put a depressing twist on a theory that I actually enjoyed. (laughs) But I think, um, I think when it comes to death, I'd want that to be that upset because we still do get those coffins still do get broken down, bro. 
just just takes longer. Just takes a lot maybe longer. Maybe a little yeah. bit more poison is absorbed in with your corks into you know from those metals and whatever else is in there. But it still oh. happens, so you don't need to be as depressed as you was going to be. Just just half as much. We've we've got the zombie apocalypse in twenty four twelve to to look forward to anyway. So twenty four twelve. Where's that come from? <laughs> I just is that, is that a thing, thing, or just make it up? I just made it up. All oh, right, I was gonna say, is this like a mind thing again? Like, don't don't start twenty twelve all over. Twenty four twelve, yeah. The zombie apocalypse. We'll be fine. We'll meet up again and do a, a zombie cast or something. Um, <laughs> Perhaps by that time, we would have learned how to transfer a consciousness into other things. Um, and be alive then, perhaps. I don't know. What's that movie that does that? Asylum? Asylum? The, the, the... Elysium. Elysium. Elysium, yeah, they do that stuff. But he doesn't it? transfer his consciousness, does he? He transfers... No, Elysium, he puts loads of exoskeletons on him. Oh, which is the one where they go into space? And uh, No, it's the girl that has to like kill the person before he uploads his consciousness ah, to the satellite. Yeah. What's that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't um... that the same film? It might be the same film, yeah. I think uh, so. No, yeah. no, was it? I feel like it was like a mission trying to kill this guy before he did it, and it was all. Well, it was to do with Medicare, though, wasn't it? Yeah, so it, all these films, these to... sort of future dystopian films, yeah. um, they all just are the same film to me. <laughs> yeah. One of the, like, the three boobs are in this one as well. I don't know if that's the case, really, but yeah. I don't even know what you're was about. Total Recall, I think, was the free boobs yeah, one. It's all yeah, the same yeah, the film, free. Elysium, Total Recall, <laughs> yeah. Future Technology, The Rich Have Left Us. That's basically all like a damn The Fourth reasons. Kind. The Fourth Kind was another one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but um, tangent, Sorry, yeah. tangent, tangent, tangent. <laughs> Digression. Oh, yes, oh, yes. So, um, so I find it hard to believe that you can believe i don't want to like start causing offense if that's what i'm about to do it's not intended if it's I, I, I can't cause offense i'm friends with luke <laughs> i can't um i can't imagine just like what does like just thinking nothing happens my brain just won't allow like obviously it's going to come up with something to fill that empty gap of just like what is that just blackness just 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 a white I don't screen. know, just is black, it, yeah. white... Peace. Yeah. Just for there to be that, there's still energy got to, to be, be some sort of consciousness to experience that nothingness. I suppose, right, so energy can't be destroyed or created, can only be changed, right? Yep. Yeah. So, um, physics 101. <laughs> um, so, your energy will deplete from your body into something else so um you know your heart stops beating that's a lot of kinetic energy that's just stopped all of a sudden so it has to transfer into something else um it has to go somewhere it could be heat it could be loads of different things you know the the electrons and shit can fly off in all different directions and whatnot so maybe your consciousness slowly depletes and that's where you get your peace so your consciousness is still there so the brain doesn't die when the heart stops mm. um i think you're clinically dead when your heart stops but your brain is still active and still has that's enough it, oxygen yeah. in it to keep doing certain things and they say uh euphoria is what happens when your brain knows that it's time to die and it releases a crap ton of chemicals into your system um which uh is euphoria it's meant to be the greatest feeling in the world just before you die just that last little thing of this is how fun life can be and then you're dead that final shit that you take yeah so that's that that's <laughs> literally huge... that final shit yeah yeah it's the best moment ever yeah yeah that huge dump of you know um chemicals and things creates off loads of different reactions and then it starts your body going into its death state, which, you know, your body doesn't stop doing functions after you're dead. It's just your consciousness is gone and your blood stopped pumping around, you know. Um, your body will still try and push out a lot of crap, literal crap, um, out of your system. Yeah, Gas damn. will start building up and then it will be released and, you know, flatulently you will carry on doing the same process, but that doesn't require... Um, that's just gas is trying to escape, isn't it? From yeah, one, yeah. One way out. Pretty much. 
But um, so yeah, so, that's the physical side of it. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm very interested in sort of the I don't know what to call it. Would you say the spiritual side, the conscious side of like, that consciousness is depleting? That's the bit I struggle to um, to come to terms with. Hmm. I so. This is where my probably beliefs for what happens after you die is a good place to pop those in. Is is that consciousness is still there, but it's now experiencing something beyond our current sort of capabilities that mm-hmm. is just what I like to believe would be completely and utterly beyond our current comprehension. Mm-hmm. Um, those extra that extra light we can't see that's just sound we can't hear everything that is beyond our current scope is now within our scope um but it, uh, a higher plane of existence or another plane of existence per se so we're still about um maybe in the same place in space and time but our the information what what like our brain just takes light and, and does stuff with it and makes us think, okay, I'm looking at a cup, so that's a cup. We don't know if that's actually a cup. We just know that's what our brain is telling us is, and it looks like that. But for all you know, it could be something different. It's that, but all over again. You have to just relearn your comprehension of everything around you all over again. And the the heaven and hell side of things or the, the, the good ending and the bad ending or place to go or bad place to go thing comes into... Um, your state of mind as you become part of that higher plane or that 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 separate plane rather higher plane seems a bit arrogant in it really seems like you're looking down on the current state or anybody that doesn't believe this so um if you're scared and nervous and not prepared for what there is after you die where your consciousness goes afterwards you are going to be on edge with everything that you come across in this new plane of existence everything's going to scare you that sounds a bit like a hell to me whereas if you're comfortable with it you're ready to accept it you're ready to embrace this new life for you know this new comprehension if you want to call it that um and it is everything there is um it just depends on you know uh what you think of the nature of our universe really is i like to think the nature of, of our universe before any intervention comes in or any any sort of manipulation comes in is a very good place and a very lovely place and we can actually experience that in its fullest, but only after once, only after we get rid of all of the, the things that, that stop us from experiencing that in our current state. If that makes any mm. sense. Yeah. So, so you've got to, we've got to think of your theory as like a tribal. So there's mm. a plane of existence. Let's say we're not on the bottom. We're three dimensional beings, you know, um, and we view life in three dimensions. Sometimes two. But, you know, paper, etc. Um, but physically everything around us is in a third dimension. We can't experience anything in our actual, like, tangible world in a second dimension, can we? Everything, to some sort of degree, is third dimensional. Everything, yeah. Is, if, we, if, we, if we zoom in enough, then yes, it is three-dimensional. Um, even putting, uh, doing a drawing of a stick man in 2D would still be 3d at a certain level Mm. um obviously that's different on screens but we'll ignore that um so let's say we're in the third dimension we've already lived through the second dimension and then our brain is reset when we've gone into the third dimension so that we can comprehend the third dimension yes so is there a fourth dimension that we go into so the next layer of the trifle do you know what's quite funny um what you've just said there has made something that I came across as a child and didn't understand sort of make sense to me. Um, my my stepdad has a certain sort of set of beliefs mm-hmm. and he would quite often be listening to or watching videos and tapes and CDs and stuff of, of, of people preaching or just talking about his culture and his beliefs. Um, and at one point I came across um, a, a speech, he was listening to a speech of a guy who was talking like, um, when we are ill, our body like does certain things to protect itself, which we understand, like releases chemicals and whatnot. And what we are experiencing right now is something that our brain is feeding to us because it's terrible out there. Um, and 
it, what you just said just brought that back to mind because up until that point it was all just gibberish i was just like it's just a guy talking preachy talk you know white robe <laughs> in front of a bunch of people just mm. listening to his every word just like you know what i mean even though it wasn't any sort of western sort of culture or belief system it still looked the same on its surface to me uh, it's just like why do you speak so ill of these people when the old people are just doing the exact same thing but just sound a bit different <laughs> when they're talking about it um but yeah that's probably ties into that's what it means like so um something horrible is going off and, and he was talking about when you reawaken you're going to reawaken your true self you've just got to uh just be prepared to reawaken when the time comes and blah 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 blah, blah. and maybe that's what he was referring to wherever that theory you just spoke of came from or or if you came up with it maybe he he heard it from you as well when i was a child um <laughs> no i yeah. was just trying to make sense of what you were saying um yeah. and then relay it uh, oh, just, maybe just okay so. maybe maybe that fed into my belief system a bit because mm. i mean he, he is he, my, my stepdad he follows rasta um and that is a big influence on not not the only but it is a big influence on my i'm gonna call it faith i don't like to call it a faith but i do have a faith i have a, a belief system that helps me cope with just the world um that's influenced yeah. by many things and, and rasta is one of those um and it was i can't remember who it was and what it was referring to but there's just lots of videos of, of him talking about that sort of spiritual stuff but i think religion um has played a major part on why we fear um death yeah um i can't think of anything that wasn't stemmed in some sort of religious belief that he would give us any idea of or give, make us think that there's anything to be scared of in death so the, the only things like hell is what we're scared of basically and that's a very religious thing and also there's many other religions and and, and you know belief systems similar to religions if we you know if we don't want to call it anything um but if there wasn't any of those bad after death places or experiences would we fear death yes and i'll tell you why okay well, the whole natural ecosystem is predator and prey. Um, if prey didn't fear death, they wouldn't run away from predators. They wouldn't have their fight or flight sort of um, natural instinct to run away when something's chasing them. Think of a cat and a mouse. A mouse won't just walk out in front of a cat mm -hmm. think, oh, I'm going to die. And then that's that's the only thought process that they get. I think the problem is is that we've constructed a society around certain ideas and theories and um, that, that have no sort of like credible value, I'll say. And I'm going to offend a Wait, lot of people when I say that. So carry on. Sorry, I'm just going to note this down. Um, so there's no sort of like credible value. Uh, maybe somebody's experienced something that they can't explain and then they instantly make connections in the head exactly the way that we've done on this podcast uh, yeah. we've been making connections with certain things and come up with theories it doesn't mean it's true it just means that's where our brain has led us down this certain rabbit hole um, but when you add in extra things like heaven and hell and you know extra scary things on top of an already scary natural instinct which is I'm going to die I don't want to be eaten, run away. Ah, and then you you've see, got like... That's what I was getting at. Mm. It's, I, I can't really talk for what it's like for animals, but I know it's a majority of humans that I talk to about death. They're scared of death. Not not the thing that brings them the death, which is the actual thing to be scared of. Nobody's scared of getting harmed. Nobody's scared of actually like, uh, I just don't want to die. It's not, I don't want to die by getting hit by a car. I don't want to die by getting stabbed. I don't want to die by this. Or that. It's just, I just don't want to die that's the yeah. bit that they they're scared of and that doesn't that's what i don't get because most people that you know general consensus is like as steve says it's just nothing so what is to, what is unknown there is nothing to be unknown because there is nothing to know after that point so you can't be scared of the unknown because unless you don't unless you genuinely don't believe there is nothing afterwards and that's sort of i was there at one point there's nothing afterwards but i yet i fear beyond that nothingness well if there is nothingness there's nothing to be scared of so there must be something there and that's something that is natural for most people i found they're, they're they're scared of something that they believe isn't there which which would says to me 
within ourselves something instinctively knows there is something there we just don't know I, what that is i just think because we're top of the food chain and it obviously people do still get killed by things and people still get killed by other people but it's not an everyday occurrence we don't go outside and fear that a predator is going to take us out so we filled that void the void that we had you never lived in Nottingham, did you? You are. <laughs> you never lived in Nottingham, did you? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> but but you know what I mean, though. It's still you, you survived. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's it's standard, it's, yeah, yeah. it's not a common occurrence in in our society. We'll say yeah. Nottingham doesn't count, but in our society, yeah. we don't go outside and think I'm going to get killed by a predator, or I'm going to get knife to death or shot or the man shit over. Me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, i don't yeah. live down in ends you know um you could tell but, from um, you said that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah we yeah so we filled we packed in all these different sort of scenarios and and feelings and fears and and thoughts and ideas and imaginative you know i'm going off now but uh imagination and things like that we've packed them all in and then eventually that's evolved into well this could happen after you die this could happen after you die this could a a mouse isn't going to think what happens when i die a mouse is going to think i'm going to try and not get killed by a cat today because that's what it's fear yeah that's that's the fear though isn't it really for for an animal for we don't have that fear anymore we don't have that natural fear anymore. So what I'm saying is, is that we've filled we've we've filled that void with other things, and that's why it's different. I like to so, think that void has been filled by things purposely to create a fear, to create a religion, to create belief systems for control. So, for whatever reason, those systems were brought into place for what control was the only reason i can think these sort of systems will come into place i don't think that we naturally yeah i mean uh, yeah yeah, exactly freemasons thank you for bringing that freemasons um i'm I'm (laughs) on to you guys trust me so um do you remember the dirty sanchez guys yes Um, i've watched that they did this thing where they went around the world trying all these different drugs and just filming it or whatever um and they went to the rainforest and they tried the ayahuasca tea and obviously they were doing it for the trip but upon i was watching this episode and they were talking to the people and well this is what the translator was saying this is what the subtitles read so they give it to their elderly to get them comfortable with the idea of death and if you the research on dmt suggests it helps you experience you know more of what's out there um if 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 that's what happens after you die and you need to get used to that and that's what dmt gives you of course you're going to give it to your old so they get used to that so they go which ties back into my belief on if you die comfortable with the idea of death you're going to go into a good place well you're going to go to the same place it's just your perception of it's going to be different you're either going to enjoy mm. it or not um yeah and that's what the ayahuascan sort of tea is used for so it encourages them to be comfortable with it and, and before they pass on it's not so unknown because we fear the unknown um, and fear is going to bring you to the hell that's 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 what stapled in that sort of belief here to me in with me is watching that episode i was like okay cool it's down to your perception of or, or your yeah your perception of what's going on around you um is is the heaven or hell but what's around you is the same for everybody in that plane joe rogan said that um he, when he took DMT, his whole ethos on life completely changed. His whole perception of of everything kind of kind of changed from that moment. Um, so when's Nat gonna sponsor us to go to this place and have some tea? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Quite it thirsty. depends on what sort of DMT you're saying. I mean, so yeah, from my understanding of it, there's um, you get different kinds of DMT, and the one that is more accessible is referred to as the spirit particle um and the one that is for all of the spiritual goodness and higher plane being stuff is the god particle um and a lot of people are uh well it's, it's becoming more and more accessible apparently and more and more people are becoming woke from trying dmt but it's in fact the spirit particle that they're taking and that just sort of cartoonizes your world for a brief time according to you know what is said to do but the god particle which is the one that is usually only naturally 
accessible. Um, the rainforest, um, the people in the rainforest give it to their elders to make them more comfortable with the idea of death um, because it, it, it gives them an opportunity to experience what death is going to be like. Um, it expands their senses and I like to believe, much like these people, um, when you die, you're just going into another restart, like you mentioned earlier, sleeping. Mm. Um, but on this, in this version of the world you're going to be part of, or your, this, this version of comprehension you're going to be part of is, is full of every color rather than just the colors that you can witness now as a human being in this plane of existence. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, that is going to be scary, isn't it? So to get yeah, you yeah. used to it so you don't spaz out when you first get there, take some DMT, go on a nice trip a couple of times. So when you're there, you know, Wagwan, you know, what, what did we decide to say at the start? You know, Wagwan, when you die, innit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so so <laughs> clearly, like, yeah. uh, I know it's a meme at this point, but um, she's, Nat's got to sponsor us at least one time. Uh, <laughs> We've what? given so many shout outs. <laughs> what do you want to Let's go get some for? DNT. Nah, bro. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, where is it? It's the what the Amazon, isn't it? They they take that. Yeah, she can travels. send us yeah. out there. Sure. Why? What do you think? How much money do you think is in vape, bro? It doesn't matter how much money Enough. is in vape. It, <laughs> how, how much have I plugged the e-cig store? UK. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know what? I'm going to set you up with a discount code, right? Just to put an end <laughs> to this, and and I can see exactly how many times a discount code is used. If we get ten uses of a discount code, then. I'll have a word of that about sponsorship, but not going to no rainforest, like, I don't know, a drink up once lockdown's finished. We'll start off small. You get me? Nah, I get you. Right, so the discount Still code will be... Uh, we'll, we'll, do, we'll have it we'll sorted out it by there. the next one. We'll put it in the there. next one. We'll put it in All the right. next one, because I'll probably forget to set it up. So <laughs> Give me a week. Right. Yeah. I'll take you up on that. No, definitely. It will happen. Yeah. We're getting, we're getting 10. <laughs> ten, 10 orders just from Luke yeah. mm. it's not going to be a discount it's just a code just to show that yeah, you came through it's a referral code <laughs> okay yeah. now gear, I'll give you 5% off but don't forget Dreads gives you 13% off so yeah <laughs> but if you combine the two that's 18% off sleepy Dreads <laughs> No, um, um, all funny yeah. games though but, um, do you have anything that you believe yourself because um uh, I'm interested if that happens after death. Me, mm. um, I'm kind of like on the same thing as Steve, but it's not through uh, belief. It's more of a fear. I'd say I'd hate for sort of like me to die and then there be nothing after that. Like, but that's what I kind of believe happens. But I don't want it to be that way. Mm. Um, but I logically i'm not gonna think that it's gonna be anything different just because i want it to be something different i kind of feel like we either go back into nature and our energy goes off in different directions mm. and the whole purpose of life is to procreate and i've done my bit already i've passed on my genetics i've you know uh that's it the species is going to live for another generation kind of i thing. think that is the purpose of this this stage of existence is just to yeah. procreate to keep this planet moving without humans the planet would die just like every other thing that reproduces on this earth it's needed for some reason to keep the planet itself alive so i think that's our mission for the however number of years we're here i was saying think... in death even we provide life yes yeah, yeah. nutrients yeah. and everything yeah. else yeah, yeah i, I honestly yeah, think that we as a species have probably gone too far in the procreation and the oh, yeah, taking we've, we've got we've I messed up with this this um the cycle the cycle that's supposed to be i mean we're getting more and more people like, i look at me i was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes at 10 years old like when i was mm. diagnosed they were like damn this is ridiculously young this is like an old person's like disease what's going on here and now you know my partner's three-year-old is type 1 diabetic and the hospital just knows what to do when this happens now like, I, they, mm. they were dumbfounded yeah, yeah. by me and now it's just like yeah it happens um is that not you know if that's naturally occurring they don't know you know there's no answer to these things there's no clear answer to these types of diseases and autoimmune deficiencies and whatever i just think it's just nature saying look you guys need to curb it 
<laughs> like it's standard. Yeah. The next thing is to start chucking natural disasters at us. Yeah, we've we've mm. gone past the survival of the fittest stage. That's that's the first mm. mistake that we did. Well, we, and we I say our, mistake as a species. Our... That's the first mistake. Yeah, I mean we keep our ill alive and we we prolong mm-hmm. their life. We're the only living things with any sort of intelligence, really. That does that. But I'd never change that system that we have now. I I couldn't bring myself to change it. I've got too much of a conscience. Yeah, but but say like say a hundred years from now, it's going to be some next extreme, like where you're literally Mm. keeping people alive, like with just for your own uh, um, benefit, or or they're not, you know, they're just a shell. They're they're a potato, but they're at least alive for want of better wording, not to cause. We do that now. Yeah, 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 but we do that now with people with dementia, Alzheimer's, things mm -hmm. like that. I do that now but i reckon like in in years from now there's going to be the technology to give them the ability to communicate from that state and and to actually perhaps take part in some sort of life in that state um and this is where is that sort of behavior that the problem is like you say like i wouldn't change it now but maybe a hundred years ago when it wasn't as advanced and the way it is now um they would have said no this is the right way and i wouldn't change it at all from now anymore from here because i mean your standards adjust with time I mean, I okay. wouldn't stop it. I wouldn't cease it. Um, mm. The progression of things is, is obvious. Um, yeah. What I mean is, uh, I don't mean I wouldn't change it for the better. What I mean is, I think that we made a mistake as as a species, not as a society, but as a species. Mm. Um, the mistakes were made in which we're keeping people alive longer and we're saving certain people that should be dead and they are living on to do whatever there's a reason that more bloody them... type one diabetics ryan god damn it <laughs> well that's that's it though yeah exactly that's it. Yeah, if, yeah, it's, yeah. if it's genetic yeah. um and and this is i'm not trying to offend anyone or say anyone's wrong in having children or having a life and things like that I, i'm just saying as a species um if you look into nature Things that have uh, autoimmune deficiencies or aren't strong enough to survive, they die. They don't pass on any genetics. Mm-hmm. Um, the the problem, and I'll quote that because I think that society as a whole is great. I love being alive, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, the, the, the problem is that we've kept people alive. They've then had children given these genetic things passed on and they become watered down but they still get passed on and every couple of generations you might have someone that has something chronically wrong with them and probably doesn't make it past their 20s like i know my um someone that i know i'm not gonna name it whatever um their kid is probably not gonna go past 16 um they've got a muscle muscular dystrophy um and it's really sad but that's a genetic thing because it's just popped up out of like a few generations you want to nip that in the bud you do but Mm. it's it's horrible because obviously they've they've got siblings Mm -hmm. so they could carry that genetic condition but that's not a global perspective though is it we're talking about a global problem from a very personal perspective it's it's not fair to look at it like that um I mean, I understand because we're human beings and, you know, we're by nature quite compassionate to other human beings. Mm-hmm. But um, it's gotten to a point where logic um, has been forgotten in the name of not being hated on the internet, probably. Like, you can't be seen to be saying things like you shouldn't really, you know. I, okay, my, my ideal world is if somebody like me, a type 1 diabetic, would look at their age, their ability, um, what they're able to come contribute to society and weigh that up against what the cost of the fucking insulin is now if what you're contributing doesn't or is doesn't look like it's going to be able to come up that like, you know meet the cost then sorry mate uh-uh. like we'll make it as comfortable as we possibly can but we're not gonna you know what i mean and if you are gonna stay about and contribute and stuff like if you can you know work pay taxes and and whatever blah 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 we got to make sure you can't have no kiddies. So snip, snip. That's, that's, that yeah, seems to be the smartest way about it to me. You know what I mean? There's a little bit of compassion in there. Like not just leaving you out in the lurch because, you know, you're old and have diabetes. You don't have much working life left in you. Um, so we'll make it as comfortable for you as possible. But if you are, 
we can't keep this problem going on or we've got to do what we can to try and prevent this problem going on from our current level of understanding so you can't procreate bro but um again that's where you get the elitism coming out and they then start changing the rules and changing look at man of steel for a perfect example uh is it the the i'm sure it's called the cryptarch uh the thing that that superman had to infused into him as a baby uh the codex the codex not the cryptarch codex um because there wasn't a natural birth on krypton for centuries up until uh kal-el clark kent blah 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 um because they were genetically choosing people and putting them into roles that's the slippery slope that i think you're going down it's with not yeah that. yeah i mean it just yeah it just i'm not no that's there's no slope i'm on level ground bro that's how it would be i'm not <laughs> yeah, saying like it, you know and it becomes this, very quickly a slippery slope yeah, yeah, not if I'm in control. This is my ideal world, but in my ideal world, what I say goes. Unfortunately, <laughs> so Ryan's in my own ideal world, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I contribute enough. I've got another 15, 20 years until they're going like, to, until I'm not value for money anymore, bro. Trust me. I won't even be here. <laughs> yeah, standard. Like, I probably would have not made it like past 10 years old because you're just a kid. Like, you can't contribute much other than chasing down the milkman and that. Like, so. Um, yeah, off your tod, you little obese, roly-poly kid. Right, we we have gone on the biggest tangent I've we started ever experienced, off and and now we're talking about killing people, killing um, eggs. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna close this one, um, and do you know what? It's been nice to just talk, yeah, and not yes. have, you know. Uh, specific thing to talk about it's been nice to just have a chat and realize that ryan is a sociopath what do you mean he wants to kill yeah, all are. the insurance i am not a sociopath takers. what do you mean bro? <laughs> i am i am i'm just i'm just logical bro I'm just very there'll logical. be a discount code in the next episode <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be you have to keep nagging me for that um <laughs> nah, if you'd like I'll, to I'll hear not... more podcasts like this then don't forget to leave a like and hit the subscribe button if you haven't done already I got to practice, I know. And and check out Dreads Mango.